by community producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the community producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Oh, yeah. I went. Oh, did you? Yeah. Was it good? No. Good evening. That's our zip code. Hello? <laughs> you're going you're gonna to lose a co-host. <laughs> I'm getting tired of this. I'll see you, the, I'll see you at Frisco. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Malden 02148. I'm your guest host this evening, Ed Lucy. Um, and as my guest, my yeah. co-host this evening is... Bill Thompson, who's my backup whenever we need someone. See that to help little hand over here? That's Bill. And, uh, the reason <laughs> why we Lucy. have our coats on isn't that this is an outdoor uh, show this evening. It's that the uh, temperature inside the the lower bottom part of the, the building where we're located is yeah. is, is kind of cold. So uh-huh. we, that's why we're keeping our coats on. It also created a bit of a problem at the start of the show in order to. Uh, Commenced the beginning, we had to wait a bit because of the uh, equipment was cold and it took a little bit time to warm up. So I think we're on the air. I hope you stay with us. Uh-huh. And for those people that are watching live tonight, just as a reminder, this is Wednesday, the July, January 3rd, and uh, what we're going to have tomorrow from all reports is a substantial snowstorm, which I would assume would mean that they already started maybe uh, t- tonight canceling some schools. Um, I know uh, I got a phone call at home through that um, 311 line the city has giving you an update on the requirements and particularly to keep your car off certain streets and, if possible, on the streets that allow parking. For those people who have yards, put as many cars as you can off the street because it will certainly make a difference when they're going to be plowing. But anyway, I just wanted to uh, extend at this point. uh, We started a new year, and I wish everybody out there a, a happy and a healthy new year. And uh, when I asked Bill to come on this evening, I thought maybe we could do a bit of review and talking about um, the national and the state and come down to local. We've got some stuff I want to talk about Malden, but um, I don't know. I think maybe we could help a little bit with the show tonight because of uh, Steve Bannon. Oh, yeah. That was th- that just came out today, I guess. Yeah, and absolutely, that, yeah. And that was quite a bombshell yeah. as far as... Uh, I still haven't sifted through all of it, and I don't fully understand the politics, if there is any. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I, I, kind of interesting. Uh, the president had a tweet uh, for the for the um, 
Happy New Year, and he has this tendency of adding other things that detract from maybe what he intended to say that they were supposed to send out some positive images. And when he tweeted January 1st for a Happy New Year for people, and and he also made reference to the haters and the fake news in the the same greeting. So I thought that was, again, the kind of thing that uh, takes a bit away from his office and more important perceptions that people have of the way the president should conduct themselves, which... Incidentally, just for a side, uh, if you'll notice, uh, my co-host Bill has a new haircut, <laughs> and it has been this short since he was in the Marines. <laughs> Actually, yes, you're right. And uh, yeah, uh, my wife said to me, "This is the shortest she's ever seen it." Right. So, and, well, she didn't know you then, I don't think. And no, uh, no, she didn't. I think maybe um, he's gone on an austerity program and mm-hmm. become more frugal by. Assuming that by getting well, a very, I retired a year or so ago, yeah, right? So uh, income, I'm right? on a senior's budget. Yeah. So uh, you know, you take your haircuts when you get them, and uh, I told I told her I says I want to last it six months before my next haircut. So this is what happened. <laughs> yeah. So we thought we'd do a little bit of, of the passing year in review, and we'd start, I think, at the national level. Uh, uh, the Steve Bannon thing. Uh, the, the, not only did the president tweet about the uh, the haters and um, the fake news, but today he made, which is kind of, he has a sense of humor, even though he doesn't know it, because I don't think he does have a sense of humor. But he mm. says some things have a, an element of humor to him, which was that uh, Steve Bannon, after he came out there about his the book being published, and he and he he threw some bombs at um, the president's son, at the president's daughter, yeah. at the at the president's son-in-law. Yeah. Um, and he was supposed to be a good friend of his. I can't imagine what Steve would have said about someone he didn't like. But that uh, the um, president's response was, uh, well, he's not only lost his job, he lost his mind. <laughs> well, the book is called uh, Fire and Fury. And Which it's, is part of the thing about the North Korea when he was going to unlatch Yeah, yeah I mean, they, yeah. The, the guy must have pulled that last minute. He said, hey, that's a good name for my book. But his name, I believe, is Michael Wolfe, right. uh, the, the author. And what I don't understand is um, he was basically uh, – they're not really questioning the content of the book because it appears that he was given almost uh, unfettered access to the White House. And uh, I, w- I was watching one of the shows that said – I mean, he was actually uh, you know, one of a, a chosen author that was brought into the White House and given access. Uh, and uh, you know, they would say that Trump would have had to have okayed this guy. And, you know, the expectation when you do that, when you invite an author in and give them access, wouldn't you think you'd get a pretty nice, flattering book? Well, it sometimes doesn't work that way because there have obviously been, as you think back over the years, about books that have been published with uh, supposedly with the uh, support of the of the person, that, with the bio, for instance, and it ends up they make up some flattering stories about them, which are probably true, let's say, but that's not doesn't reflect well on the person, and all of a sudden there's a fallout, and the result ends up that the book is published, and sometimes the person who's supposedly the center of attraction by being the biographer uh, ends up not cooperating after that. But anyway, I I, um, I, I think Wolf had some um, some connection to the White House Trump before even that, and it may have been, I don't know whether it was through Bannon or not, but Bannon still had some influence uh, part of the way, even though he wasn't there yeah. in, in more recent months, but that uh, I don't think he'll be welcomed any longer. <laughs> uh, 
Well, they suggested, uh, you know, he, he went hard on that uh, Trump Tower meeting with uh, Don Jr. and stuff. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. uh, the lot, if there is logic to it, is that um, Bannon is trying to, uh, because he came in after that. Right, right? that's another thing. And he, he wants to make it painfully clear that he had nothing to do with that. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's uh, yeah. something, but... Uh, and they'll spin that, I think, that he's a get-even time. He's not, he had differences with the son and the, and the daughter and the daughter's husband. And uh, so, you know, that's sour grapes, maybe. That's the way he is. He's a scorcherous person, as he, as he demonstrated he's in doing Alabama. doing a damn fine job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But... Uh, uh, it's the first year in office for Trump. How would you give him if you if you were a teacher and he was your student? How would you grade his f- first year? What, Bannon or Trump? Trump. No, no. Don't ask me. I'd be the wrong person to ask because I, I I'm not even giving you a rosy picture for uh, uh, our review here. I think 2017 was one of the worst years I've ever lived through. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll give him a little more than that. I no, think I they, shouldn't say that yeah. personally. It was fairly good. Yeah. Um, he did some things that are. Um, you want to uh, squash that phone, Ed? <laughs> well, that might be. Yeah, that might be someone telling me that uh, they're not. Hey, maybe we have a call-in guest. We don't have those anymore, do we? Let's see who that is. Oh no, it's not someone I'm going to talk to at this point. Anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, I, I, I give it. You know, uh, on balance, um, time will test. We've the test of some of these things, like the t- the tax law that was just passed, and. Uh, um, I give Trump a C minus for performance as a president this year. Uh, well, do you what, what do you think of this tax law? Well, I think that um, uh, and there's a, there's a day of reckoning because it's a permanent tax cut for the corporations and the high end people for money. Uh, you know, the wealthy people, the one percent supposedly, and uh, for the middle class, I think that there's a temporary tax reduction until about uh, nineteen uh, two thousand twenty five. Why is it temporary? I don't That's understand. That's a good question. Well, because I think it has something to do with the, 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 the law that requires the, the, that the, you replace lost money by uh, offsetting it by tax increases, and that, uh, or, or either that or cut cut expenses. So, I so think, they have to hit personal, they, and they can't hit corporate at that time. Well, they could, but 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 it's easier to uh, once you get when, once it's in as a permanent tax cut, which it would be, it's somewhat more difficult to make changes. Whereas it's, if it's temporary, as it is with the individuals uh, of a middle class and lower, that um, uh, if you don't reaffirm it at that time, then it then expires. So therefore, you don't have to by default. You can end up making a change uh, back, and uh, the other way, you have to go through a contentious uh, process yeah. legislatively through the Senate yeah. and the and the House. So. Anyway, but I, I – uh, uh, You, you want to hear something weird about this tax thing, though? Sure. Is, so the, everybody agrees that the, the, the lion's share portion of this tax break benefited corporations, right? Yeah. And when you say corporations, you mean the stockholders, basically, right? Okay. I mean, is that a logical progression? When you talk at corporation, you're usually talking not only the, uh, say, the CEO and his executive staff or his insiders, but then you're also, the main portion is the people that invest money in that corporation. Okay, so they're going to enjoy it. Well, 30%, they're say 30% of the the stock of these corporations that we're given the tax break through are international investors. They're not even American. So... We're given a tax break, thirty percent of which goes to uh, international investors. 
Well, they only benefit if the, um, the, the of course, they could benefit because it will be appreciated stock if the, if the bottom line is enhanced by the fact that there's a tax reduction. The second thing, of course, is they benefit if they um, either get an increased um, dividend or there's a stock buyback, and, and that, that gives them another premium benefit under the ownership if they sell their stock. But um, in theory, and that's the Republican um, – vocally insisting that what's going to do is it's going to trickle down the benefits that the corporations get to the workers. And and by nature, that's not usually the way it works because— Well, we've tried this before. Reagan tried—you know, this trickle down, we've heard this all before. Reagan tried it, and, uh, you know— it doesn't really. We know it doesn't really yeah. work, and it hasn't worked in the past. And a lot of instances, the the the, the, the focus, and you see it every uh, every day if you if you read the financial section, there are people that are agitating for change of management, or they want chairs on the uh, uh, be members of the of the um, the executive committee of the of, of the of let's say a corporation because they they don't like the way the corporation is performing, and the reason for that is they're looking for higher profits, which benefit their value of their stock. Or, or an increased dividend, and uh, so the nature of, of business is, if you if you go along with the philosophy that you enhance profit, you don't do that by passing off passing this benefits that you got on to people who are working there. You give the people what you have to do to keep the people uh, the staffing that you need to maintain the corporation, and uh, and that's why sometimes jobs pay eleven dollars an hour and they don't pay fifteen. Because companies can find people who will take the job at eleven dollars an hour, and and in some instances they're not, they're not Americans because Americans, can, in some ways, unfortunately, uh, with all the benefits, sometimes people are eligible for, if they if they hit certain low standards of income levels, that um, they won't work for eleven dollars an hour, and that's the uh, the criticism of, of those immigrant situation. But they're the ones that take the job that oftentimes. And people that have been here for two or three generations, their kids won't take the jobs. Mm. Uh, I was in, I was at the Square One Mall a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I've heard the comments from other people. Almost all the people that walking through there that are buyers, prospects in the stores coming in to look for things to purchase, uh, it appeared almost. Uh, there are exceptions, of course, is that the English is a second language. But uh. the, as a further part of that, when I went into um, uh, Macy's, and I was dealing with some issues. Uh, uh, one of the, the person behind the counter was very helpful. She was Hispanic, and she called over a coworker because it involved adjusting the bill in, that I had received. And uh, so she and the, her coworker were, were conversing in Spanish to decide to solve the problem. So not only are the people that are buying there, for the most part, in that category, if not Spanish, there's some other uh, minority that. Are, that are relatively new to this country, but even the, the the people that work there, and part of the reason is they're the ones that'll take those jobs, and they're the ones that are available and uh, willing to start at the bottom, so to speak. Um, and the and the people that were English speaking primarily that I saw, they were older. They were the people maybe they were longer time, in which case they had seniority <laughs> and still were working there. But anyway, that's the nature of things that, as they exist today, and. Um, so getting back to the tax situation, I uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, but in a lot of instances, because uh, corporations, by already laws in existence, have been able to store the money outside the United States, uh, a lot of the uh, the corporations, whether they're GE or other gigantic sized companies, they don't pay that 
39% rate anyway, and they don't pay anywhere near that. In some instances, um, they're able to and uh, to get substantially lower rate, and there are companies that make a profit that pay no tax. So yeah. anyway, but that's that's the we'll see what happens. I uh, the thing with North Korea. What do you think of that situation? You think it's going to get better or worse? <laughs> well, you know, the last couple of days it seems to have gotten better, but not so much with the United States. It appears that South Korea. And North Korea may, in fact, have um, some sort of, uh, well, they said they've talked to each other, which hasn't happened, I guess, for years. And uh, I didn't realize this, but uh, I guess the next Olympics, which is coming up, is in South Korea. It is. So it looks like North Korea's fishing around. I I, I, I think it's the Winter Olympics. It's the Winter Olympics? I think. Oh, Oh, Okay. But it looks like North Korea may have an interest in actually uh, participating in it if they could, and so there may be, you know, there may be some discussion around that. Which, but not between the United States and uh, North Korea. It doesn't yeah. appear like anything's changed. Yeah. Actually, Trump is calling him names, so uh, I don't hold out much hope on that end. Do you? Well, I, I think in some ways, uh, as as fact, he has some issues mentally. The North, the North Korean Prime Minister. Which one? No, no. He's more, he's more rational than our president. Oh, because, well, maybe. Yeah. And I've mentioned this on my show before. A lot of the things that he says and does, other than murdering his own people and starving them and putting them in concentration camps, as far as the international scene, uh, he says things, but they're more for show than they are for reality. I don't think his hand is on the button. And I do think that um, he focuses people's uh, uh, energy to, uh, in a, on a need for defense to take their minds away from the, the serious issues that they're dealing on a daily basis. And uh, I think our president, uh, and again, this is one of the personality traits he has, which is um, appeals to some people, but at the same time, he says things that on the international stage creates a problem. And what this interacting now between South and North Korea may be uh, being pushed by the fact that South Korea doesn't want to put themselves in a situation where they've, they're, they're going to have to deal with the United States as an ally, even though they may not agree with what's being said and done. So, And I think that's happened with Germany, and it's happened with England, and it's happened with France. They're looking elsewhere, and, and even in Egypt, is, is, and they have a lot of issues we as a country should consider when we, can, when we treat them like they're uh, a, 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 a you know, one of our lies, and in any event. Um, but I, I, I just don't think that this situation with North Korea was as serious as was being made out by the, the politicians and, and certainly not by Trump. I think he, he created more problems with it than, in, than should have happened. And that uh, um, now with the South and North, if they start to talk, and now the North is saying they're going to maybe send some representation from their country to the Olympics. So, mm-hmm. again... And th- that opens up the borders a little bit. And, and you know, in the long run, uh, if you're talking, that's an easier way to get something solved rather than tweeting and, and making statements that create uh, animosity, not only uh, sometimes with your, uh, with your enemies, supposedly, but also sometimes with your friends. Well, I heard something interesting today was that uh, Twitter, the company, yeah. right, 
polices now because of uh, you know inflammatory things being said. They shut off certain accounts when uh, users make inflammatory tweets. Oh, that'd be the president. And, uh, well, I, that's somebody. <laughs> ra- somebody raised a question today: Is are you going to turn off the president's yeah. uh, Twitter account? Yeah. And uh, I doubt that they will. But it brings up an, uh, he says pretty incendiary uh, things. And uh, Twitter's not treating everybody equally the same, obviously. That's the way life is. <laughs> oh, 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 thanks. Ed. Some, some people are more equal than others. Good, good thing. Yeah, uh, I guess yeah. we don't need to have – I don't – we need, don't need to discuss any further. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what what, what's is. your prediction for the DACA, the kids that are in this country? Uh, well, um, well, what's my prediction on that? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I mean, we're not going to turn into a police state, and we're not going to throw them out. Yeah. There's going to have to be something worked out. Yeah. And guess what? A lot of them are hardworking uh, individuals, and um, you know, we're, we're going to find out the hard way on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm sure that they're going to try to take a hard stance on it, but uh, we'll, we'll learn the hard way yeah. that uh, we don't want to lose these people. Yeah. I agree. I don't, I, the president, can, for all his talk and, and, and about shipping them back, and, and, and uh, um, I don't think it'll happen. And I, th- I don't even think he could get support among. Uh, he doesn't have the Democrats as as a potential votes, and I, I think there's enough Republicans who are uh, reservations about his whole dialogue and on that that, that that's not, nothing going to happen. And how about how about um, I, I wasn't going to I didn't have that on my notes, but the. The law recently passed in California for a sanctuary state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what are they declaring? The entire state a sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's going to put a, you know, in California, in case you don't know it, it's a pretty large state. So, and it's it's one of the largest economies in the world on its own. And they're declaring themselves a sanctuary state. So that will definitely impact uh, the discussion going forward. Yeah. Well, that's almost... Uh, um, Unconstitutional, in my view, and more important than that is, um, is one thing to protect people who are here who are, who are working, who are uh, maybe involved in occasion with a minor issue, whether it's a traffic violation or some other kind of minor situation. But um, to be in a um, in a in an area uh, currently where you possibly could be saying you won't turn over uh, someone who's committed a violent crime. To the IC, I don't think is correct. I think people that come here, with a, particularly if they're illegal, have a responsibility beyond just to be here and take up take from the mm. system. That uh, the responsibility is to, to obey all of the laws and the ones that are important that suggest criminal activity that of a serious nature. That's just beyond the the public disorder or something similar mm-hmm. to that. Is that uh, that if they don't conduct themselves in a manner beyond just uh, what is expected of the average citizen, then they don't. They shouldn't be allowed to stay here. Yeah. We have a situation down in uh, my other home, which is Marshfield. Um, they have a, a restaurant owner down there of a Chinese restaurant. He's been down there for years. Um, and he made the mistake probably 15 years ago or so. He didn't attend some um, meeting that he was supposed to attend with the, with the authorities, which was put him in an illegal status, I guess. And uh, he's going to be deported next month. And, uh, you know, he's as I say, he, he owns a restaurant. His family is there. His, uh, you know, he's got quite a, a, a supportive uh, people in the community for him and everything. And they're, they're throwing him out of the country next okay. month. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there's other cases where people go on to sign up, which is their requirement on a, on a, on a periodic basis. And when they've gone in to sign up and they've been here, allowed to stay here, currently working in the – I think that happened to that custodian at MIT. Yeah. He went to sign up, and they, and they arrested him. And all of a sudden, he, he, was, in, he was incarcerated or in prison, whatever, since June. He, he got out just before Christmas. And there's a person that has children, has a wife, um, and, and, and uh, you know, he, he was denied asylum based on, he said, his danger to his life. But the reality is there's someone that was on the surface doing what you ask people to do when they come here. And because technically he wasn't here legally and he happened to bring himself in to sign a, uh, on, a, on a formalized basis of what he had done on previous uh, requirements, they arrested him. So... I mean, that to me is the kind of situation that qualifies for sanctuary uh, protection, not the person who has been a parole violator or been in violation or only of a stay here. But well, I, don't, I don't see why your local you – know, why don't they go to like in Marshfield in the case? If they went and asked the community, yeah. is this person you know, a productive uh, – part of your society and, and if the answer is yes regardless of what the situation is i mean obviously you want to keep good people i mean if he was uh you know like some sort of thief that was you know or either putting people in danger or something and you went to the community and said no please help us out on this guy yeah. he's, he's trouble okay but why why are you trying to get rid of good people yeah. people that have been productive and you know are supportive in the community why do you do that I well don't understand. Uh, why do, you, why do you want to build a wall that, that, <laughs> yeah. that you can dig under? But anyway, so <laughs> what we'll look for is, uh, I think, in the, in the coming year, a, a lot of what we've seen in the past year, and I I do think that um, the revelations or at least the, the uh, accusations being made by Steve Bannon in the book will maybe uh, p- permit the uh, investigation to continue on and maybe it'll go off in a different direction than just um, – the, the Russian situation. I think there is probably going to be some more arrests coming and some more indictments. And um, you know, sometimes when as Flynn uh, uh, made a deal and the other guy made a deal, mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, you know, once they make deals, they don't get away with deals unless they get something to offer. And uh, so yeah. there's always going to be more, more uh, of these kinds of things coming up. And and those people that are emotionally attached or, or partisan politicians are suggested. This investigation of Mueller will go on all through next year. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I know. It, yeah. I mean, at, at first it started out fairly focused, but they gave him the authority, apparently, a pretty pretty broad brush to go after whatever he uncovered along the way, and it, and it looks like it's just mushrooming. So Yeah, yeah. and it did, it did with the Watergate, too. It went, it went beyond what uh, yeah. they uh, originally planned to do, and that's, and that's what sometimes happens, but... So now, uh, yeah. at the state um, level, uh, we got a, an election coming up in 2018 for governor, among other offices, statewide offices. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got any thoughts on uh, is it, is well, it, I mean, Democrats credible or anybody else coming out of the woodwork? Well, I, I like uh, Jay Gonzalez. I think he's a good Democrat that's currently running for governor. Um, and uh, oh geez, what's the other guy's name? Um, From Newton. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, there's a couple. Anyways, there's a couple of Democrats. That's a problem. If someone well, like yourself, I'm getting old. Can... I, my, no, my brain yeah. blanks out. I, I'll I'll remember his name as soon as I walk away. Yeah. But anyways, there's a couple people running for governor. It's a short name. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. And he actually ran for lieutenant governor um, back yeah. uh, a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's um, – but I, I, I don't think the will – and people are so taken with this Trump thing, it's politics. I'm not quite sure. Well, other than uh, the, the, the Senate president there. Uh, I haven't got to that one yet. No. But what's going on in Massachusetts politics that really offends you other than that? You asked me directly? Yeah. I mean, I think Charlie Baker's going to just kind of ride in because there doesn't appear to be any uh, great, uh, you know, unrest in the, in the, in the, at least as far as, as far as I can tell, Massachusetts politics. Yeah. He, I, I mentioned, I think, in my show, if not the last time I did a show, the one before that, there was some second time that Bill Welb ran. For, uh, he was running for re-election. And there was a Democratic, I think he was a state representative named Roosevelt who ran. Yeah. And um, he tried as he might, he, uh, one. Mark uh, Roosevelt, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it was very popular with uh, Republicans, certainly. He was popular with a lot of Democrats, and he was mm-hmm. uh, interesting enough. He was more important than any of that was. He was very popular with the voters. And so yeah. the uh, the Democrat nominated to run. You, you know, unfortunately, money plays a big factor in success sometimes in politics. And if you if you don't look credible or you don't look like a winner, other than your family and your close personal friends, it's hard to raise the money. Mm-hmm. And when without the money, you don't get the exposure. When we were just talking here, both of us were trying to remember the other two candidates that are, <laughs> that are prospective Democrats <laughs> running for governor. Yeah. So it would appear this will be uh, this year will be similar to. Uh, uh, what happened at that time is that that, that it was a landslide for Welt, and uh, as we think about it, at that time he wasn't in office very long on a second term before he was looking to leave, and he was supposedly mm-hmm. had lined up uh, to become the ambassador to Mexico, and I don't know why. That's almost like uh, Brown becoming the ambassador to New Zealand, but yeah. Uh, yeah. in any event, um, he had opposition from. The, Republican chair of the committee that interviews or, or recommends or, or votes for these, then uh, they require Senate approval. And uh, he ended up not getting the position, and uh, he ended up staggering along with the rest of the time with not a lot of credibility. And I don't see Charlie Baker running out the door uh, shortly after he gets reelected, assuming he does. But I think in a lot of ways he's getting a free pass too. I think there are things in his administration that are not – being handled the way he ought to be. I think this situation with the state troopers and the daughter of the judge, he tried to sweep that under the rug, yeah. and there's a lot more to that story than has come out, and I think if if it's allowed to be processed through the whole the whole gamut, so to speak, I think we'll find that, that the district attorney's office of Worcester County is also involved in it to some degree. I also think that the... And the lieutenant governor has been involved in some patronage issues and giving people jobs that, uh, through her efforts uh, as her supporters or donors on the family that they this person looking for a job for non-qualified people. And uh, she's someone, I think, like a Jane Swift and uh, the other lady that was a former lieutenant governor that never got known. And then when... Uh, when you pay attention to what's going on, because the lieutenant job, lieutenant governor's job is a Murphy. Is that what you're talking about? I'm sorry, Haley. Oh, oh, Haley. Yeah, she was a lieutenant governor. She's the mm. president of a college now, I think. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, but mm. anyway, she. I, I like to. I, she's very personal. She, she came to Marlin to speak, but I mean, 
Um, uh, of, of the three of them, I think she was the one that uh, represented the, the better options for, but, and, for Jane Swift uh, was acting governor like when uh, Salusi left and it ended up, uh, Romney pushed her aside and he ran. Mm. So um, anyway. but the, Now is Romney actually, did he just pick up and move from Massachusetts to Utah? He did. And I think he's going he, Does he still have his house over in uh, Belmont? Oh yeah. Well, they had houses all over the place. He got one in California. He was like literally living in California. More than Massachusetts. Well, that's true. He does have a house in California because yeah. he had that garage built underneath his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, so, uh. Um, in any event, I, I, I think in Baker's case, um, he's running his um, popularity contest, which polls suggest he's the most popular governor in the country. But people, the riding high, tend to f- fall off the horse at some point. And uh, again, my final comment is that. Uh, <laughs> Well, he's smart enough not to hang with the rest of these Republicans. You know, he, he's he's distanced themselves pretty much from the uh, uh, oh, absolutely what's currently going on absolutely. in Washington right. and stuff. And uh, you know, I think he's pretty well inoculated himself against any of the uh, say the people that would be upset over his Republican uh, well, the R next to his name. Oh yeah, and he's, he's, he's um, he didn't vote for Trump, and and he and uh, he's certainly done the best he could as far as walking that thin line between being a a Republican or a, a, a someone who uh, is a is a Rhino Republican in name only. But the, but the the main thing is he recognized that in Massachusetts, and Will did the same thing. He did it. He did it. Had he generated a good relationship. He, yeah. I mean, he railed, He ran in campaign against Billy Bulger. But they had a lot in common in that they were both a uh, couple of pseudo intellects, yeah. And uh, they could they could commence with each other in the in maybe Billy spoke Greek and he spoke French. I don't know, but <laughs> they got along very well, and and it helped to get his agenda through the Senate, and uh, it helped him get reelected. But again, history sometimes repeats itself, and. Uh, What's well, he, the Democrats have realized it's going to be an uphill battle to unseat him. I mean, obviously they're they're trying to put the best face on it, but it's going to be a very steep climb. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, well, one serious note at the state level, and it, it, and it uh, is the Rosenberg situation. It's the state oh, Stanley, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, that's a bad situation. Um, he has a. Uh, is he married to to? He's married to that guy. Did he did he officially get married? Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. What do you call it? His husband. His part. His partner. No, he calls his, him a husband. Does he? Yeah. Oh well. Maybe okay. the husband. Well, anyways, he is not uh, politically astute, and he's got a very large mouth and said things. You're talking about Stanley or his husband? I'm <laughs> talking about his husband. Oh, his husband, yeah. I and it's gotten him a lot of trouble. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Stanley's a pretty astute politician, but he, he can't cover this one up. Is um, he going to survive? Um, well, I mean, it, I think so, yeah, yeah. I think I think he's, like, he's liked in his district, right? Well, there's a difference between— I mean, I mean he'd still be in the basement of the statehouse, but— uh, are you asking whether the voters would turn him? Turn oh no, 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 uh, no! I, I would ask you whether this, uh, in, in the way the climate is in this current <clears throat> day and age, uh, will he re- be come back as a president of the Senate? Oh no! I don't, well, I I think not. But oh, you don't think so? I don't think so. I mean, how how well? It, it, people would definitely be against it, but uh, you know. Uh, 
Because if he's not, uh, the, the, the tendency is, is if you don't come back as the president of the Senate or the Speaker of the House, you don't stay. Because the only one that did stay was uh, kind of ironically Tom, Tom McGee was the Speaker of the House and got, and got um, dethroned by George Kavarian. Right. And um, incidentally, to show how politics sometimes work, uh, his son ultimately ended up as a state senator, young Tom K- McGee, and he's now this week sworn in as the mayor of Lynn. But in any event, yeah. w- when Tom um, uh, got unseated by George Kaverian, and he ended up staying temporarily in as a state representative, which meant you're now sitting in a, among all the other 160 people as an, as an equal, where before you were the fir- yeah. first among the equal, and uh, at that time, there was some talk about they were going to have a college in, in Lynn, and he was going to become the president of the college, which wouldn't yeah. have been the first speaker to end up as a college president. Yeah, yeah. But it ended up, it didn't come to pass, and eventually he uh, he, he left. And uh, even in my brief tenure as a state mm-hmm. representative, yeah. there was a Republican uh, member then, and they had more members then than they have now, uh, although they were a distinct minority party in Massachusetts, even that at that time, uh, who was th- thrown as a, as the major- minority leader by the Republicans. Yeah. And um, I used to see he was an older state rep. I don't even remember his name at the moment. Like you say, with the uh, prospective candidates for governor the, on the mm-hmm. de- Democratic side, but in his case, um, I used to see him sitting sitting in his chair in the House, and it was like if he was in that important position before, he was almost looked like he was a leopard because no one bothered with him, including the Republicans. So anyway, when, you, when you're when at the top and you come off the top and you fall down to the bottom, I, it isn't, there isn't much incentive to stay. So I would think if Stanley uh, decided... Well, you know the internal workings of the, 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 the state house more than I do, but yeah, uh, yeah I mean... Okay, I'll buy into. He's currently in the basement. He's out of basement office. Well, he might even be in his own office because she, the one who took his place as acting president, did not take his office. And, no, uh, she didn't. She did not. And well, he tr- was moved out, so he, he just turned the gavel over to her. Let's say. And, okay, and, but uh, he physically- she's acting president, and on top of that, um, I heard she was hiring staff though, and uh, he's down to four uh, staff members. Well, that so. would make sense. And and because uh, uh, obviously there's a lot of work to be done, and if you don't have the uh, the legal authority, it's hard to be a th- uh, you know the power behind the throne under, yeah. under this circumstance. And I do think that uh, there'll be other things that may surface because this this person that's uh, connected to him and I, what I had mentioned the show uh, maybe uh, I don't know whether it was last month was that and, and again no reflection. Uh, people have made fun of Trump because he's married to someone much younger than he is. Yeah. And uh, it wouldn't be the first time when uh, uh, it ends up someone, whether it's in the business world or in the political world or even in the sports world, end up uh, end up with a, tra- a trophy mate, let's yeah. say a wife that's uh, considerably younger, maybe has an identity of her own. And uh, John Y. Brown, who used to own the uh, uh, Celtics at one time, he was a former governor of Kentucky, he ended up marrying Miss Miss America oh, right, or right. someone, so yeah. that sort of thing. And they're number one is they're outstanding in in a physical appearance, and the big other thing is part of it is that oftentimes there's a substantial difference in their age. And so mm-hmm. now you have Stan Rosenberg, who is um, a man currently um, close to seventy, 
marries a guy uh, three years ago, and so that makes him eligible for Social Security almost. Yeah. And uh, he's under 30 years of age. Yeah. And someone who He's under a, 30? Yeah, he's only now. I don't think he's maybe 30 years of age now. So yeah. uh, he's, I think he's 20, wow. 28. So, I mean, if you make fun of guys that uh, marry people 30 years their junior, what does it look like when a, a guy marries another guy who's 30 years or more his junior? Yeah. But anyway, we'll see what happens. I think it'll be hard for Stanley to come back unless it turns out um, nothing comes up that touches him. I think if anything comes close to either he looked the other way, made excuses, or appeared not to be oblivious to uh, what went on. Yeah. And uh, I think you'll find out that maybe for a lot of different reasons, it's, you just pack it in. Yeah. And uh, then there'll be a fight among uh, two or three other, uh, uh, this, I think the the people, the, the current acting president is in, in a really 80, so she's not a contender. Mm-hmm. Although she, she has five college degrees, so that maybe would qualify. Who is it? Harriet Chandler? Yeah, yeah. I think is so. It? Yeah. And how old is she? She's 81, I think. 81? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She should pack it in, too. <laughs> but anyway. I don't want to cast dispersions here. No, they're all nice so people. Anyway. She's quite young. Yeah, quite yeah, young. Young and spirit. <laughs> uh, she's active. I'm sure she's physically yeah. very active. So, anyway. <laughs> now, Malden had an inauguration last night. Well, they I did. No. And... Uh, it was kind of a cold night. I've been to any number of them over the years. This wasn't the coldest night. I can re- remember uh, yeah. uh, back years ago, there was even nights that the, uh, it was cold because you had more snow. But yeah. uh, it was sparsely attended. Oh, well. And part of that goes back to the, uh, um, obviously, years till recently, everybody ran that was in elected office every two years, mayors, uh, city councilors, and school committee, um, and now, ex- except interesting enough, at one time there were five school committee uh, elected citywide, and they served four-year terms, and they three got a, three, but they, but some ran each election, so there'd be two running, one year one election, and then the fall of an election two years later, three would run. Okay. But, so you'd have swearing in uh, rituals related to uh, the city councilors, the mayor, and at least a couple of members of the school committee, and then they would throw in the, um, every four years you throw the regional uh, school committee person yep. in among the ones that were getting elected. Yep. And uh, But last night, since the mayor was elected two years ago, he wasn't going to be running again for two more years. And so although you had a turnover, you had some changes on the city council, you had changes at the, in the school committee, uh, and usually that draws people out who work for a candidate, and, and it's oftentimes the first election. It's, it's usually the first successful election. So you get that energy level that you, you might not get it from incumbents who have run several times where it's the people have shared their, their pleasures that they supported someone that won, but the novelty wears off after you've done it a few times. But last night, there wasn't a whole lot of people there at the high school. Okay. And um, Well, I would think the temperature had a lot to do with it, I'm sure. Yeah, but but th- that's true, and that's a, that's a factor. But I looked across the people that were out there, and there were some old uh, older people who have be- made a practice over the years of being community active people. Uh, they're aware of what's going on, and as and part of the their the, the connection to Malden, they would go to the um, uh, swearing in, yeah. which was at the high school, and then um, 
there was a time at Anthony's, which is also very fairly standard. And when I started to drive uh, over from the high school to Anthony's, the parking lot was full. Yeah. And I said, gee, a lot of people must have bypassed the the swearing in and gone directly, which some people do. Yeah. Uh, uh, older people might have done that in the past. Yeah. But um, as it turned out, the reason the parking lot was so crowded was the there was also swearing in an effort for the mayor de Maria's re-election, <laughs> and his most of the cars belonged to his supporters. <laughs> so, um, um, but mm-hmm. they did have a good room full of people. Uh, a couple of quick observations about the swearing in. Uh, in the past, um, you know, it's like two fighters when they punch each other around, and then at the end they hug each other, yeah. and then they get the verdict of who won and who lost. But they, they, there's an there's an end result to what goes on in, in that sort of a situation. In more recent times, and, it's, and I noticed that this election, um, the previous election with city council lodge and another one before that, um, they didn't participate in the ritual of the inauguration where normally when you have a vacancy in a, in a, in a, in a, in a let's say, a city council race, um, the person that, uh, let's say, if he lost an election or she lost an election, they would be the, either the co-master of ceremony or they would be the master of ceremony in, in yeah. terms of uh, mm-hmm. the proceedings. Uh, there was a city councilor uh, who didn't win re-election. He, didn't, he wasn't here at all. Yeah. Same thing happened uh, in a recent uh, election where a city... What, do you think he should have been? I think he should have been, yeah. Yeah, just as a gracious uh, handover, uh, turnover of the thought. Yeah, because some of it when you, uh, first of all, he, uh, this was at large. This was David D'Arcangelo. D'Arcangelo, right. Yeah, and uh, uh, the uh, the winner was a former school committee person who uh, no, yeah. had a, ran a credible campaign. And uh, the, the, the basically what it is, uh, you can always analyze the election on a Monday afterwards and say, well, have you done that mm-hmm. or did this or more turnout or whatever. But the fact of the matter is that uh, each in their own way ran an an election that they try to appeal to the voters. And the end result is uh, someone who uh, had some backing. uh, He's he's involved very much with the bike to the sea, but but he had also... Oh, yeah. Stephen Winslow. Yeah, Stephen Winslow. He had also been on the school committee for several terms, and he had some... Resume as an attorney, he's worked for the city of Somerville, worked for the city of Gloucester. So, you know, he can yeah. make a case for his his story. And he went door to door. I think he worked hard. Oh, he did good. He really, yeah. I thought he did a great job. And, you know, um, sometimes um, there's a future even beyond an election that you don't win. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in running for elective office, but there are other options that may come up down the road. But, mm-hmm. the matter of fact, what most often happen, people don't remember that you went and you didn't go because a lot of people aren't there, and whether you showed up yeah. or not. Unless somebody mentions it on MATV, that's who right. would know? But, <laughs> but the one who did come and did, a, did and, and he represented yeah. as a kind of a co-ceremony co- chair was uh, Emmanuel Marsh, who, who um, lost a very interesting election for, uh, for re-election as a, a school community in War Two. Oh, okay. Lost by... Uh, Two votes, and on the recount, he lost by three votes. Oh, wow. So uh, that's uh, – and he had defeated an incumbent when he ran the first time. So uh, that was probably the biggest surprise uh, in my recent memory, not just this past election, that someone who had been able to defeat an incumbent um, mm. uh, ran for re-election and whom I thought would – and maybe he did too. And that mm-hmm. might have been the reason he did win. <laughs> maybe been overconfident. But there was – 
you know, but again, if you analyze it the Monday after the election, there are different reasons why one person doesn't win when you think they're going to win, and sometimes someone wins and you're surprised when they do well, win. Well, uh, now, Debbie DeMaria, she, uh, she topped the ticket in the last election. Next year. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Now, during the uh, ceremony last night, isn't that part of the ceremony <laughs> where the counselors, after they're sworn in, they, they recede and then they re- elect the president? Right, and the school committee does a vice chair because the... the uh, and congratulations to the Debbie on this. The chair of the school committee, but the, 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 uh, the school committee has a vice chair that he's, he's, uh, yeah. he's elected in, in a caucus. Oh, okay. And, uh, and what generally happens in those situations... Uh, the you already know in a, in, ahead of time who it's going to be. Oh, okay. In that the person um, solicits the votes, or there is a ten, there is a kind of a courtesy among school committee. It does, excuse me, the city council doesn't always apply because uh, in my in my five terms on the city council, I saw things that didn't follow the usual pattern. Uh-huh. But they usually. Uh-huh. Delegated. You to mean the politics new, was played? A, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, in, uh, in the instance of, of the uh. most elections, they they give it to the uh, the senior member who has not been a city council well, before. Okay, that sounds fair. But yeah, you got to realize politics is what it is. That's what people it is. are always playing yeah. games. And uh, so. The, the part that's a little bit more interesting is, and I, as an observer now, uh, when I first was on the council, and I don't want to tell you the time. When In I 1953. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I ran out of high school. <laughs> um, uh, it used to be uh, the mayor would speak, again, in those days, it was every two years. And uh, then... Uh, they would they would announce the uh, they would give a plaque or a citation to the uh, outgoing president of the city council. Oh. They would introduce the, the uh, city council coming in president, yeah. and uh, that would be it. That we kind of a limited number of kinds of dialogue. Now what happens is the mayor speaks even if it's in between his election, which is understandable. The outgoing city council president speaks. Yeah. The incoming city council speaks, yeah. and then the vice chairman of the school committee, who was yeah. uh, elected in caucus, uh, yeah. speaks. So yeah. you have a, and the part of it that's kind of interesting uh, was particularly with the council. They always suggest among themselves at that point how wonderful is the city with all the people that they work with, yeah. the ones that are coming back, the ones that are, were there before, yeah. and they look they're looking forward for this co- cooperative effort into the future as they've had in the past, which oftentimes a lot of baloney because mm-hmm. obviously when you have, like whether it's Congress in Washington or the State House with the reps and the senators or with Steve Bannon once he's not out of the, out of the loop. Hey, I got a question for you. Not everybody likes each other. In, in the government center before they tore it down, yeah. right, didn't they have mayor's pictures up in the – They did. Uh, what happened to the pictures? Well, they'll probably be in the in – the, put them in the retail stores when they build the mixed complex. <laughs> in the retail store <laughs> for sale. <laughs> if, they well, put, I mean, if they put them on Craigslist, they won't get many offers, I don't think. But anyway, are, the, you, are you telling me they're in storage right now? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Did you I, have a picture? I did. I, but but the interest well, one of the one of the former I'd ask for it back. one of the former mayors when they uh, at some point he updated his pictures. 
which I thought was kind of unusual. He ended up bringing down what he had and gave a more current one. But I want to make a couple <laughs> quick points before we end, and that is uh, the mm. Salvation Army, which was a great charitable organization for a lot of people in need, the newspaper indicated they were 50% down in the amount of money they collected in their kettles. 50%? So they're still actively seeking funds to do for some of the things they do, not only for Christmas but in the, in the holidays we just ended, but more important than that, for the kinds of services they give uh, all, all through the year. And that um, they have an office here in Malden, and it's easy enough if, you, if your heart is such that you, you want to help out the Salvation Army. They're on Main Street. They're in the phone book. They're on the computer. They're everywhere you want to be, except people apparently didn't see them this year at the at the uh, supermarkets and wherever else. Although I've heard stories that uh, they don't have enough volunteers to cover, so they they hire people to handle the kettles. But we won't go into that. But they they do a good they do a service to the community, and so if if you're still uh, it's not. Eligible for a contribution deduction for nineteen. Maybe maybe they need to have a GoFundMe page instead of uh, yeah, kettles. Yeah, uh, maybe. maybe, but we'll see. And then the the uh, the second thing, I just read a book on, uh, and it's, uh, I tend to read books that are uh, out of date in the sense that they're not currently published. On Ted Williams by Ben Bradley, the former editor of the Washington newspaper. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, the name of the book. Who will be featured in the new movie, The Post, coming yeah. out next week? Right, and it's, it's called The Immortal Man. And for those who are baseball fans, um, I must say, uh, I thought the title after the book was over seven hundred pages long. It t- started with his. his How many pages? Over seven hundred. It started with his <laughs> growing up in San Diego all the way through to his death, uh-huh. and. Uh, in an astounding career, but with the, the things that stuck in my mind as I read the book was, and the reason I said it should be the mortal man rather than the immortal Ted, yeah. was that he touched people's lives, uh, the cross-section, and, and uh, he was not a one-dimensional person as a sports hero like a Joe, Joe DiMaggio or, yeah. or some yeah. of the other people. He literally, in his own way, had a brilliant mind. He, he, when you think about it, he was a... He was a combat pilot in the Korean and war and, yeah. and uh, the World War II, yeah. and he was a high school graduate. Yeah, he was. Uh, a, a, he was. He won. He was a, uh, installed into the Fisherman's Hall of Fame, not just the yeah, Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah. He also was an expert photographer. had a had a had a um, an amazing mind, yeah. but also had probably if he was psychoanalyzed, they would have found that he had some issues with life that would have determined that he wasn't just uh, all there all the time. He, had a, mm-hmm. uh, uh, he, he used profanity in common conversations that 40 or 50 and 60 years ago, which mm-hmm. was not acceptable. But yeah. in this case, he, he did it anyway. But, but the most important part of him, he had human qualities that separated him from, the, from most people. He was kind, generous, great with kids, and in some ways, there's this, this apparently would be uh, that um, uh, his upbringing, his mother was a Salvation Army worker. Oh, really? To- com- totally dedicated. She was, he, half, his, half his extraction was Mexican, which he never admitted to. Wow. Feeling partly that it may de- deter him from getting a, into the major leagues. Had a brother that was had, had a troubled past who died young. And had been in jail and all, yeah. and had married three times. But more than that, he was a person who really uh, had qualities and that that touched many people's lives in a most positive way. And at the same time, 
he did some things and he reacted to people with even in his own family in such a way that um, at best he would have been criticized if people's newspapers were like they are today. That's mm. that's that. But if anybody would be interested in the book, I have the book. It's it's the immortal Ted, and it's a, it was a good read, but it, it was a lot of reading to finish the book. Yeah. The other thing, uh, very quickly. I ran into a situation the other day on Elm Street. I, I was cutting across to go to Highland Avenue, and I made the mistake around 2 o'clock of going on Elm Street. And the, that, the, that's, uh, it was after 2, the school, the baby's getting out. Oh, yeah. Cars on both sides of the street, which is okay. Mm. And then what happens is there were about eight cars in front of me, and apparently the fr- lead car must have been waiting for one of the kiddos to come out of school. Yeah. And they just parked in the middle of the street. Yeah. And nobody – so – while I'm sitting in traffic, thinking I'm cut, I had the shortcut. Yeah. There's another half a dozen or more cars behind me, and they yeah. can't move because nobody can move. Yeah. And finally, the person moved. I did call the mayor's office in frustration, not because I was concerned about my time sitting in traffic, but I thought, gee, this is a dangerous situation for all those cars there. Yeah. Plus the fact when you get up Elm Street, where you take a right onto uh, Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. The, there's there's cars coming the other way, so it's do not enter past that point. So you have to stop and take a right. Oh, yeah. There's people coming off yeah. uh, Highland Avenue who are oh, also yeah. picking up their kids coming the other way. Yeah. So they, they have to take a left. You have to take a right because it's not a through street. Oh, jeez. And it's havoc there. And I'm thinking to myself, some kid will dash out and people get get impatient. It's it's a perfect storm for someone getting hurt. And uh uh, again, I, I don't quite understand. That, to me, would be where there should have been a policeman forcing people to keep the traffic moving. Yeah. I, I called the mayor's office. I got hold of Kevin Duffy, and he said the right question. He said, Why don't you, did you call the police department? Well, I wasn't sure of their phone number. I called him that night. I had the wrong number, that, so I wouldn't have been able to reach him. But he called over. But in the meantime... Uh, Nine one one. I wouldn't call nine one one, but the traffic was moving. Yeah. The other thing is, there was a paper passed through the council recently about uh, hiring ty- retired policemen to. Uh, I think it's like eight o'clock. Uh, mm-hmm. Do 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 uh, details because they they don't have enough people, and I, I we're we're running short on time. Very bad bill. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot wrong with it. Um, I'll have to wait till the next session to uh, talk about it. And thank Always. you. Lev, <laughs> thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. Sorry I talked so much. I hope you enjoyed the show. And bundle up for tomorrow. You're going to get 3 inches, 6 inches, 10 inches, maybe 15 inches. And we hope this show has warmed your cockles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what a cockle is anyway, so <laughs> what is it? <laughs> well, <laughs> all I know is that... Uh,